Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Okay, we are live with the huddle breakdown. Only 10 minutes late. Um and Nicole is writing checks that his butt can't cash, uh, saying we were going to start at uh, 9 p.m. UK time. But uh, he's stuck somewhere, I think in France, right, Alan? I don't know where he's at, but he's traversing back to Ireland somewhere. Maybe he's on a ferry in the middle of the North Atlantic. Who knows? Uh, maybe he got, I think there's a hurricane out there west of Portugal. So maybe he got blown, blown out to sea and lost his internet. But um, so Enda will not be joining us, unfortunately, uh, this evening. Uh, so you're stuck with uh, myself, James, and uh, Alan. How, how are you doing? Yeah, very good. Yeah, sorry for the delay uh, today. It's all my fault. <laughs> so, oh, no. Um, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Enda was going to get it, uh, internet no matter where he was at. So he, 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 was, yeah, he yeah. was grasping and struggling to do it, but he wasn't able to get it sorted. Um, so yeah, we're just going to talk about a little bit of, uh, the week's events, which were significant in in a lot of ways. Uh, we're going to stick to the football, obviously. Um, so let's start with, with Tuesday night. Um, really quite the, the, the spectacle, uh, it was great to be back in the champions league, obviously, um, energy seemed to be amazing at the game and, and really, um, you know, the first half hour, 45 minutes were, were quite enjoyable. Second half, less so. But um, so generally, what, what were your impressions of, of the game, Alan? Yeah, I mean, listen, it was a terrific football match and a really high quality football match for, like you say, about 60 minutes. <clears throat> I mean, when, when, I, when I thought about, you know, what, what could we expect out of this game? Um, although a little bit of my heart thought that we, we, we never know, we could... They could they could underestimate us. They could not be well prepared, and we could we could sneak a win. But otherwise, I was thinking we could get hammered, or it could be a, like a heroic uh, defeat, her, you know, heroic performance, but ultimate defeat. Really, what I did didn't really expect was what actually happened, and which I think was a, I'm going to call it a heroic hammering. <laughs> I think that's fair. Um, you know, three nil, and 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 they and they kind of stopped trying after that. After they scored the third, I, I, I like that. That's um, a new classification. I like that. Yeah, heroic hammering. Um, but but listen, there was a lot. There was a lot of honour. There was a lot of honour that Celtic took from that game. Um, I think you know, we wondered. Uh, well, we didn't wonder. We knew what the, that Postecoglou was going to go into that game and try and play more or less his his normal style. And 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 would he, and yet this is what he'll stand and fall by. And uh, you know, he largely did that. There were a couple of interesting little tweaks. So um, 
you know, we we went with a Bada rather than the high pressing Maeda, which is a slight surprise. But at home, putting on somebody who's more of a goal threat was it was a good positive move. Secondly, was really when we we didn't have the ball and we we kind of um, stuck into a quite a you know a traditional four four two outside you know without the ball. Uh, O'Reilly pushed on with Jakimakis to form the the, uh, the first two uh, pressers, and, and my goodness, did they put in a shift those two? Um, and the other the other thing was we we went we went slightly longer. Uh, I think you know we wanted to get the ball forward quickly. We wanted to exploit because they tend to move forward, not slowly, but they tend to move forward as a team. So generally speaking, there was space in behind. They would they were they were quite high on occasions, and we we did play. A slightly higher percentage of long balls than what we normally do, so I think there are a few little tweaks in there from the normal sort of ange ball, but ultimately, you know, we pressed them high, we pressed them when we could. But what the one thing that really impressed me actually was when when either the press um, had failed or the press wasn't the appropriate thing to do, we we kind of fell back into quite a nice shape, not too deep. We, we I would call it a mid block at, at worst. Um, and, and we weren't even particularly compact, but we worked hard to plug the gaps. And, and, and you know, we we didn't make them look ordinary, I would say. But they, you know, they didn't have a lot of chances in that first half at all. Uh, and again, we didn't. I wouldn't say they were in any way um, worried, but we made the, we made the game uncomfortable for them. It wasn't a comfortable game. You know, they they lost possession in their own defence of third six times in that first half. And and I'm not checked, but I suspect that's probably uh, quite rare, really. Um, I I, I can't say that they were panicking in any way. (laughs) They continued to play pretty calm football, really. Yeah, they're Um, pretty composed on the ball. (laughs) Oh, just astonishing. Absolutely astonishing. But really, what it it came down to, I think, was that Celtic played the normal pressing game. But when they're playing a match in Scotland... The Celtic have generally got the ball between 68 and 75% of the time, which means that small window of 25%, 30% of the time when they don't have the ball, they can be pretty aggressive in the press um, and, and, and to try and win the ball back. But in this game, where you reverse that and Celtic had, I think, 36% of the ball, it meant we were doing a phenomenal amount of pressing. And, and what I think this game has showed is that quite simply that that press doesn't scale to playing a team like that, of that quality, who's going to dominate the ball. And there'll be other teams in the Champions League, like Man City, who dominate the ball to an even greater extent. And we can't press that aggressively um, throughout throughout a 90-minute game when we've only got 35% possession. It can't be done. Or, you know, the players would require, you know, subhuman or, or even the Rangers' levels of fitness from last season to be able to keep up a press for that long, and I just so I, 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 I've got my stat, I've got my sorry I'll yeah. interrupt I've got my stat of the game because it, I'm gonna, I'm interrupting because it it's perfect for what you're <clears throat> talking about. So um, can you guess? And you might know. I don't know if you track this, but uh, to the rounding to the closest minute, how many minutes do you think the ball was in play during the game? Um, I'm going to I'm going to be honest with you and not mess you up. I've just seen that on on somebody's Twitter feed. It was a the ball was in play for around about 65 minutes, something like that. Or 65 yeah, it was 67 plus. minutes. 
yeah, uh, almost I mean, just under 67 minutes, which to put that into perspective, domestically, we're usually in the low 50s. Um, yeah, right. And in Europe, it's been, you know, 51, 52, maybe, maybe a little higher on occasion. So if you put that into perspective, I mean, that, that's basically 20% more minutes of, of active so, game time, which even compounds what you're talking about. That's why I brought it up and I want to interrupt because it's not only because no, we have less possession, it's that you had 20% more game to actually be doing it. So, so absolutely. Yeah. Brilliant. And, and, and actually that 20% number is quite, quite handy because in an average SPFL game, Celtic will, will affect about a hundred pressures on the ball. Um, and that's, probably involving sprinting to close people down. In this game, it was 120. So 20% more pressures, the ball's in play 20% more of the time. And we just died on our feet. And, 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 and it, you know, I think it's probably an extreme game. I mean, they don't go long. <laughs> they were keeping the ball in play. They, you know, they're so skillful. And the control and touch was incredible. Even a ball out to the, to the wing that might have a bit of height on it, no bother at all. Any part of the body... They'll master it. Uh, phenomenal. So the ball was, like you say, in play almost constantly by modern standards, and we just couldn't keep we couldn't keep that pace going. So I don't think it will be like that against many other teams, <laughs> and certainly not in this group. So the good news is, you know, we'll get to see full fat Ange ball again, and it may well be more successful, and we 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 may well be able to maintain it for longer. But they just stayed patient, and then when we tired, they just picked us off, and it, and it was. What a team! What a team! I mean, you know, you watch you watch Real Madrid, and when you, when you've got nothing invested in the game, and it's kind of you're kind of interesting. But when you see them, and you're really invested, and you're really concentrating, my goodness, <laughs> they are absolutely superb. That first goal, that passing out from the back, was just ridiculous. I mean, it's the control. Uh, so, so did, you, did you did you happen to catch Ancelotti's um, post game comments? No, I haven't seen either his post game point. I'd like to go back and see. Yeah, I'd be I, fascinated to see if he what he said about it as well. Yeah, I, I, enchiladas were interesting because it. Um, again, I'm reading in between the lines here, but it seems like they're um, they had a game plan coming in. It was basically rope a dope. <laughs> it was basically you know control the game, let us tire, and then you know knock us out, and, and that's effectively what they did. And and if you look at, yeah. um. You know, they, they were, I would say, overall fairly conservative with how they were building up. To your point, they were very deliberate. And, yeah. uh, you know, it, it almost seemed as if, now again, I don't watch Real Madrid other than the Champions League games on occasion, you know, when it, particularly when it gets into the knockout stages. But um, so I don't know if they're that deliberate all the time, but man, were they deliberate. I mean, it was really prioritizing yeah. staying on the ball and, you know, not really taking too many chances on the ball. It was mostly about recycling, and you know, it was, it was almost like a the worst of a 2018-19 uh, Rogers team <laughs> domestically in the first half, in particular. Um, yeah, the the other thing I found interesting was was their selection. Now they they obviously have a you know a somewhat settled um, team, but even you know Valverde. Um, that midfield of Cruz and and Modric and uh, I can't pronounce his name, but the the young uh, big guy in the middle, Tulamini or whatever. Tulamini, yeah. Tulamini, yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, closer than my butchering. You know, they they didn't really go for 
pace or, you know, it was more skill. It was more technical ability, which again, also fit with this style of play that they deployed this rope of dope, so to speak. Um, so yeah, it was just a really impressive, I mean, I, to your point, I, I thought it was really impressive from both teams in the sense that we basically tried to do, and to a large degree until we ran out of gas, we're successful at, at, uh, you know, playing our game plan. And then they kind of used that against us and in a sophisticated way, uh, did what they do. And, you know, it was just really interesting to see the chess game play out and, um, yeah. So I, I, the, the other thing that struck me was again, and I think as we move on to the remaining games against uh, Shakhtar and and uh, Leipzig, I think it'll be interesting because if you look at their fullbacks, and I, I I didn't do this much of this going in, but then after having watched the game, I I was curious because it was interesting. I didn't know how much of it was game plan and how much of it was just how Mendy and uh, uh, was it Carvajal uh, play at, at that in that system in the fullback position, but they don't really take opposing players on. Like they're not guys that take opposing fullbacks or wingers on uh, for in dribbles for in particular, like they carry the ball a lot. And, you know, cause the Real Madrid, they oftentimes have these huge acres of space and they're certainly very good at doing that, but they're not really guys that are going to take Greg Taylor on and, and blow by him. Um, and I think we'll start to see more of that with Shakhtar, the right back in particular. I looked up is he's more of a guy. He's you know, like a Frimpong type. You know, he's going to try and mm-hmm. take people on and beat them one on one. And that's kind of the Leipzig system is, is that they'll be more apt to do that. So as we talked about heading into the game, I actually thought, um, you know, Real Madrid's style of play suited us quite a bit. And and uh, I think overall, other than the fatigue part, <laughs> it. It, it proved to be um, that way. So, yeah, it, it was really, really just an interesting game. Um, any, any standouts for you then as far as, um, you know, players that uh, particularly represented themselves or seemed to stand out? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think what was telling <clears throat> is and not, probably not surprising really in, 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 you know, a lot of players playing their first championship Champions League uh, game was that the, the three most experienced players all had really solid games. So Joe Hart and goal, I don't think you really could be faulted. I think the the Modric shot was so close to him. I mean, he was only like seven yards out. Um, he didn't have a lot to do actually, but he just what he did do. He did calmly. He collected his crosses. He dealt with everything he had to deal with. Juranovic, um, I thought it right back again. You know. Experience international twenty seven. Um, he really injected some pace into the game and tried to tr- get get the team forward. And and I, I was getting a little bit frustrated with him in the first half. He you know because he he can be got at one on one quite easily sometimes. But considering I think Vinicius Junior is just a fantastic player and he generally dealt with them reasonably well. I think the goal was unfortunate. I think he was caught in a horrendous situation where he didn't know whether to cover. The centre backs or hold his position on the on the on the right, and, and and I don't think he ended up doing either really. And then no, that um, was a hell of a what, pass. I mean, that, the vision and the delivery yeah, of that ball yeah. was world class. Yeah, I still th- I still think if he'd thrown himself to block the Probably. shot, he might have affected it. And I couldn't believe that he didn't do that. But I thought overall he was a bright spark. And and McGregor McGregor had an absolutely ter- terrific game. I mean, he he because you know teams 
in Scotland have started to man Markham quite closely. Um, and actually, in some games, he's, he's had surprisingly little of the ball. Uh, but they, they weren't going to man Mark McGregor. I mean, they weren't going to... I mean, they, they, did, they did give Jota, actually, to be fair. I think they were a little bit... Not worried by Jota, but by picking Valverde. Valverde's a very athletic player, a very good defensive player as well. And Carvajal, of course, is a hugely experienced, gnarly uh, fullback. And I think they I think they picked those two in tandem to keep Jota quiet. I think they did a good job. Um, but yeah, coming back to McGregor, I think the three... So see, the three... Sort of elders, not elder statesmen, but the three more experienced international players were the ones that seemed to, to kind of really step up. I felt off the, off the younger ones, the what the ones I thought who that, that, that did particularly well. I like. I thought Jens. I thought Jens had a terrifically calm game. His passing was excellent. Um, he really looked very composed. He didn't get flustered. I know we had a, a, a total systemic collapse for that first goal, and I suppose you know, but that, that was a, a tired team being picked apart by just incredible speed of passing and movement. But overall, I thought he was uh, he, he was a real, he, he, you know, he really stood up. Um, and the other one, of course, who, you know, you know, never played a Champions League game was Hatati. Um, my goodness, he looked like he, he, he belonged. <laughs> he looked like he belonged in that midfield with Cruz and Modric, which, you know, he can't see, he can't give higher praise than that. He's got this wonderful ability sometimes when he, he gets the ball. His personal his personal universe seems to slow down. And, and no one can see so he, and he just eases away from players with a little change of direction. Uh, and he's always looking to do things quickly. He's always looking to get the ball forward quickly. Um he really is uh, turning into quite a player, you know, and and you know, it shows you how fatigued really and, and how last season he just wasn't really ready. For all of the um, the responsibility it was put on his shoulders, but this season, you know, with a full summer arrest and a full preseason, he's just he's a different player. You know, the, all the raw materials were there, but now we're starting to see uh, the sort of player that he could be. You know, he tired as well, but I thought he 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 looked exceptionally exciting at that level, and that and that that was. But, you know, he didn't look out of place in that midfield at all. So I think that they were they were the kind of standouts for me. But you know, what, what did you think? I, I would echo. I, I thought Juranovic was tremendous. Um, again, with, with the the one perfectionist caveat on on the first goal. But yeah, I, I thought his um, his quality stood out, and he and he looked like he belonged. I mean, that, that's when you're playing a team like Madrid. I mean, it's like. You know, do do you look like you you belong in the game, <laughs> um, even above and beyond the system? Which again, I think the system was uh, for the first fifty minutes in particular was was um, really effective. But yeah, I, I think th the only other one I would say, um, you know, uh, I you know I I've I've been uh, critical at times and skeptical generally, but I thought Jack Amakis was um, quite good for for what he's capable of. And, you know, he did some good hold-up play. Uh, you know, he wasn't able to really create too much space against two world-class center backs, which, again, I'm not that surprised. I mean, that's to me, that would be kind of to be expected. Um, but with that having been said, I thought he still contributed really effectively in ways. And, and defensively, mm -hmm. the defensive work while he was still, you know, not conscious on his feet, <laughs> Um but, he, you know, even some of his passing, like the, the setup for McGregor on the shot that hit the post, and there were a couple other times when he was, you know, r really composed. Um, 
in build up. So I, I, I wanted to, to, to highlight him because I've been, um, you know, skeptical at times and I think he deserves the, the credit. Um, you know, the, the other one, I, you know, your, your boy, I know you probably left him out just because at some point it gets to be a sycophantic, but uh, uh, is O'Reilly. Again, you just saw those flashes of quality with, with on the ball. Again, I, and I, you know, I see in the comments and people keep talking about, you know, the, the falling off of, of, you know, after 50 minutes or an hour. And I think that's all fair. But again, I think that I think that um, the question needs to start to be asked about when the subs are happening. You know, we've had this conversation last year, Alan, which is if you're going to be playing this way and against this kind of competition, Again, with the amount of minutes that we talked about with the ball being in play 20% more, the fact that the subs didn't come on until the 70th minute, I think, you know, in wholesale changes, I think was probably not a great decision uh, given how much those guys are out on, on their feet for basically 20 minutes. I mean, they, I, I, I rewatched the game and I mean, it, it was obvious about the 50 minute mark that they, they hit a wall. I mean, there's the, the ability to close down space had almost disappeared. Um, yeah. and so, yeah, I, uh, prior to that, um, you know, I thought O'Reilly was terrific. Uh, some of his counter pressing and, um, yeah, so, yeah I, I, I mean, I didn't mention him because I, when I watched the game, I was actually thinking, God, he's, he's, he's really, he's really getting a tough lesson out there tonight. But, um, then of course, of course, it's always the same with O'Reilly. Then I look at the numbers and I think, well, yeah, he created the most chances. He's right. led the team in pre- <laughs> led the team in pressing. You know, O'Reilly's he's not having a good game. Is way better than most people's, right? So, right. absolutely. I mean, he, you know, you know, him and Jackamakis led the team for pressures. I think they had twenty three pressures each on on Madrid. So that's twenty three times they're sprinting to close down the opposition. They also were having to um, recover from the press. To get back into shape, which we did really well, but that's another long run, half the length of the field to get back into shape uh, for when for when they had clear possession. So they just put in Jackamakis and O'Reilly in particular put in a tremendous amount of running and effort. And I, I completely agree with what you're saying, Jackamakis. I thought his hold up play was excellent, absolutely excellent. I mean, you know, real proper centre forward, old fashioned centre forward play, really, which I didn't think he had in him. I didn't think his touch was good enough. I didn't think his awareness was good enough. But I thought in that game he I won't say came of age, but I hope he's proven to himself that he can play at this level uh with that performance. Um so yeah, I think a lot of a lot of positives. But I, I, and the subs was a bizarre thing because like you said it was obvious and the real takeaway from this is you know, and just got. I don't think he needs validation, but he's got validation that Plan A works at this level, right? You've got to take your chances. I mean, this is a, this is the obvious thing that we haven't said yet. You just have to take your chances. You cannot miss your chances. We're not going to get twenty shots a game like we do in Scotland. We got. We actually generated ten, which is pretty good against Real Madrid, I think. Um, Absolutely. And and three of those, three of those probably uh, one of the three should be goals, and, and probably it's the Maeda one. That that has to go in, um, and then and then you're one nil up, and suddenly you're not really feeling as fatigued in the 50th minute as you thought you were because you just had this massive adrenaline boost, and it completely changes the game. Um, we had four shots in the match from inside the box, central to the goal, and didn't score. They had four in exactly the same type of situation, and they scored three of them. And that, in a nutshell, yeah. was why we lost the game. Well, and, and that's so um, even if you go back to the 
16, 17, and um, 17, 18 Champions League campaigns under Rodgers, you know, it, it's the amount of chances and the quality of chances that teams like PSG and Barcelona had, it's actually often not the volume of chances. It's that they no. are so efficient in finishing. They're so good. The quality is so high that, you know, on two XG or three XG, they score five, six, seven goals. And we saw that, you know, um, this week, not in, you know, non-Celtic games in the Champions League, you know, and, and that, so let, let, let's, let's bookmark the, the, all of the positive, which, which, you know, we kind of segue into some of the criticism with the, the subs being a little late and the fatigue. Um, you know, when, when you boil it down to the overall game, you know, it, it doesn't really matter. And some people in the comments, you know, the more skeptics like me, maybe in my, my, my two fans out there, if I have two fans or brethren, I should call it not fans. No one's a fan of me, but brethren, skeptical brethren is, um, you know, um, you know, it's like boxing, my old boxing metaphors, you know, George Foreman won a lot of those rounds and then he got his ass knocked out by Ali, <laughs> right? My, my rope-a-dope term. So, you know, you, you can have a moral victory for 50 or 55 minutes, but, you know, we still ended up conceding two and a half in XG, which is way too high. Um, yeah, there's some, yeah, sorry, there's a huge variation in the XG from this game, which is interesting in itself, actually. So it's a whole nother yeah, story, but I know that was, lot, I know that was lot, the stats bomb one, but, but a lot, um, a lot of variability. In that. Yeah, I think the big variable on that is uh, through balls and one on ones. So because right. effectively they had, you know, two or three one on ones um, or, and or just, you know, for, for example, the um, uh, the Hazard finish where he basically was had a wide open net, you know, uh, um, models that don't account for where the keeper is are going to have a much lower value. Um, but, yeah, generally speaking, whether it's two, two and a half, wh whatever number you want to you want to use at that level of uh, chance concession to teams of this quality, that very easily could have been a four or five, six kind of game. Um, the, the one Hazard that he missed, which was, you know, he kind of flubbed it. That was a really, really high quality chance. Uh, Vinicius missed, uh, a one-on-one -on -one or Hart made a really good save. Some of both probably, um, yeah. uh, it was a little angled, but it was still a, a quality chance. So, um, you know, th this kind of continues the, the trend that we saw last year where, you know, even the Real Betis game that we lost 4-3, it was like, okay, well, moral victory, but we still, it was kind of the same neighborhood of XG conceded and conceding four goals. So I, I guess that would be my um, continued concern, which is, you know, for those 50 minutes, it was a lot better in that regard. How much of that was due to the style matchup, meaning that the way M Madrid played and some of that inherent to how they play and how much of it was rope strategy um and then you know how bad that last half hour was because it was pretty bad um so you know what what are your thoughts on that that concern because that for me it's that's why i think the shock tar game is going to be huge um to me it's really about these next two opponents in the champions league um yeah to, to, because I, to me that's going to be the the benchmark here it, it's because they're going to play Shakhtar is a different kind of passive with a more, 
you know, one-on-one type of play, uh, which will be a different kind of challenge. And then Leipzig's just going to be, you know, I think Leipzig led um, all of the first kind of, you know, uh, six game or first of the six rounds in the Champions League. I think they were first or second in a number of pressures and, you know, really going at another, the opposition. Um, so they'll have a totally different approach than Real Madrid and, you know, press us high probably and some of those vulnerabilities that we have that Madrid just didn't even, they didn't even bother with most of that. <laughs> they, I mean, they barely high pressed. Um, so what, what are your kind of takeaways on, on, all, all of that that I just spewed out there. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I'm, I'm less. I don't think we'll. I don't think we'll be in a position with Shakhtar and Leipzig where we'll be on 36 percent possession, right? So I think we'll. It'll be more of a 50, 50, perhaps even. I would, I would hope we even we're kind of 55, 45 shading possession in those games, which means that when we are, we're going to be doing less pressing and running less kilometers in the game. So I wouldn't expect us to fall. That that's to me is the, is the biggest takeaway from this is that is that the way that Celtic pl- approached the game um, got you know gave sufficient problems to arguably the best team in the world that um, that you, you absolutely wouldn't change that you wouldn't you wouldn't alter your approach. The circle he's going to have to square is that when we play teams where we're going to get forty percent minus and, and less possession, we simply can't press. As, as aggressively as we do, because because this is what's going to happen. It's not physically possible for the players to to do that. Or you, you know, you put on five subs in in fifty minutes and hope for the best, and that'd be the only, only other way around it, really. So that's the that's the that's the conundrum I think Angie's got to sort out. I wouldn't be concerned about that in the other games we've got in this group because I can't believe either Leipzig or Donetsk will be anywhere near the level of Real Madrid. I mean, they were superb. Um, so it will be more of a, an even matchup, I think, and we can, uh, you know, more chance that our normal game will will have will have an it will have an income. We should get more more shots and therefore less misses as well. Hopefully, you know. So I take your point. I mean, it's we know it's a risk. Um, you know, we, we, we effectively got picked off with three goals on transition. That we've talked about that goal. The first goal came down the left because Taylor couldn't recover. We've talked about that. That was exploited and, and writ large. So it's always going to be a risk. But I, I suspect I'd be astonished if we play another team that can pass the ball out from the back like they did for that first goal. Um, so I, I, I'm still I'm still optimistic. Um, the thing that's given me um, less optimism is that you know. Leipzig sacked their manager. I was absolutely devastated by that because, as we saw with Leipzig last year in the Europa League quarterfinal, I think it was, or was it the semi-final quarterfinal? Um, he's Tedesco is tactically inept, absolutely tactically inept. And you know, but they were eleventh in the table. They got four goals taken off them at home by Shakhtar. So it was it was inevitable. But you know, Marco Rose is a is a very competent, if not better than that, coach, and he'll probably. He's got time to get them, you know, sorted. Uh, really, by the time we play them in a few weeks' time, um, and they'll no doubt go back to the type of high energy, high uh, vertical verticality of passing, high pressing that we we saw from them the last time we played them. And it will just be a it'll be a, a a shooter essentially. It will be a completely coin flip shooter of a game, I think. So um, that could go our way. It might not. Um, we, 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 you know, if I had to bet bet on it, we, we will probably split the points. Maybe 
uh, you know, home, home win each possibly. So what we've got to hope is that Madrid absolutely crush everybody, which I think they probably will, because because I think they're that much better than anyone else in the section. And we've just got to pick up our points. We've got to win our home games and then probably, uh, you know, I think we need to win next week in Donetsk. And if we do that, we're, we're, in, we're in great shape. I still I still think the Europa League in a third place is not, not the worst thing that could happen to us. That may sound a bit defeatist, but I just think, you know, for our first season in Europe playing coherent Angeball with a coherent squad of players, I think we could have a right good go at that Europa League because we saw last season two pretty average sides got to the final. Um, you know, we, uh, you know, we, 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 we would have, a, we'd have a right good shot at it, I think. Yeah, we've got I, the things we've got this we've got we've got the squad now that we can compete in the league and uh, and in the and, and in a European competition. You know, we've, we've genuinely got twenty two players that that you would be quite comfortable. Uh, you know, if 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 he made nine changes against Livingston, which he might do, <laughs> which he might do, I, you know, would we be worried about that? I don't think we would. That Ross County Cup match showed us that there's, there's the cohesion, the cohesion, and the approach doesn't change even if you change the personnel. Yeah, I, I generally agree with your comments. Um, I took a look at the Shakhtar-Leipzig game a little bit, um, and I think that scoreline flattered Shakhtar a good bit. They had a couple of, uh, you know, our, our old friend uh, Marion Schved had an, um, <laughs> you know, j- just a, a, the first goal was a mind-numbingly stupid pass back that uh, the, the keeper then shatted on. And uh, he took it off of him and just basically shot from, I think it was about 45 yards into an empty net. And then he had a deflected goal, which again, it was a decent op- chance, but it wasn't anything, you know, it's not like he, uh, Leipzig were cut open or anything. It was a fortunate uh, deflection that, that went into the corner of the, of the net. Um, so yeah, I mean, they, they, I think why I, I agree with you, it's going to be really interesting because they're, uh, they have a couple of players that look really, really good. Um, the guy who I, I forget his name, but I think he plays left wing. Um, who, who I think that they asked fifty million euros for him, and and no one met that valuation. Mudrick, is it? Midrick? Yeah, I think that's his name. Yep. Yeah. So he looks quite the player, quite quite pacey. Uh, and the as I mentioned before, the right back seems to be quite athletic and and fast. Um, so they they've definitely got some some, some weapons. And I think, uh, to your point, I suspect we'll dominate the ball a good bit. Um, and the big issues are going to be in transition and them countering because that seems to be, I looked at their last few years in Europe, that seems to be how they've been setting up is very much on the counter. So, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that next Wednesday, I guess, when we take a look. So let's, let, let's, uh, stick a pin in that game, unless you have any, uh, any last minute, uh, thoughts or comments. No, it's just, yeah, just I was just looking at the uh, the Leipzig Schachter get your yeah, stats on on Fortmob. Yeah, Leipzig had sixty eight percent of possession, five hundred fifty one passes to two hundred forty four, so completely dominated possession. The yeah. XG from the game was one point four one to Leipzig and 0.95 to Schachter. They scored four goals off 0.95 XG. They scored four goals from five shots. Yeah. Um, in the game, so it, it sounds like a bit of a <laughs> a bit of one like one of those games, really. Um, um, and, and and it just it just reminds me looking at the um, looking at the Leipzig team that they've just got such a talented set of players. You know, I really would be. I was actually as they looking forward to playing them under Tedesco, um, but you know, under a competent coach, you know, 
in Kung Ku, uh, Shopasly, yeah, you know, the, the athleticism is crazy. The lion, speed. yeah, Limer, or Urban, you know, they just got such a such a good Forsberg can come on. You know, Kevin Campbell, who I think is a terrific player. Kvardiol didn't even play in defence for them. He's a terrific player. They've just got so many good players. I, I'm, I'm kind of less, much less optimistic about that Leipzig, uh, Leipzig game than, than 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 I was. But I, listen, I don't think they'll be near they'll be near Madrid's level. I really don't. So let's give it a go. Agreed. Um, well, let, let's wind back the clock then to the weekend and uh, the the celebratory. Uh, what what was the scoreline? I don't remember. What was it? I, 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 for some reason, the only scoreline that sort of sticks in my front of my mind at the moment is four 0 I don't know why, uh, but it's uh, seems to be something that crops up time and again. Seems to be a pattern developing. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I was actually in Pittsburgh. I went to the the CSC in Pittsburgh and got to enjoy. Oh, brilliant! It's the game. Yeah. Um, actually, uh, there there was a guy there who. Um, was I think from uh, the Derby area in uh, in England, um, but a Tim and had moved to the U.S. in the Pittsburgh area in the early '80s, uh, and he had this story about, and I, I you know I have it on my phone. I won't pull it up. I kept the page open, but um, the the guy's last name was Murray, and he he was one of the first eleven in the first game uh, for Celtic in 1888. Uh, and wow. he never actually ended up playing in a league game because uh, I think the first game was actually a friendly. Um, mm. And he he ended up emigrating to the Pittsburgh area. And I believe it was his father, maybe, was then seminal in the labor movement. And there's actually a bridge named after him uh, in the Steelworkers <laughs> labor movement. Um, in Because Pittsburgh's a huge still to this day. I mean, the you know, um, the Carnegie and the Mellon names and, and, um, uh, the, the, the steel worker unions. And, um, so they had basically went and this guy got a stonemason made, the guy's buried near Pittsburgh, this guy, Murray, uh, and this guy got a stone made and placed at the gravesite, basically commemorating him being one of the first 11 in Celtic history, which was just really cool. And he had a picture of it. And, you know, there's just so many of those, so everywhere I go with these CSEs and it's always, there's always just great, stories like that that i encounter so yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i just thought i'd share that because it was such a such a, a cool story but um but yeah so what what were your impressions from the game i i i, th- I thought i had a flashback to uh, february 2nd that's what it felt like to me <laughs> it very much i mean you know in, in com i don't know which you you wouldn't have had the same commentary we had but um uh, Alistair McCoist was the one of the co-commentators on uh, Sky TV in the UK with Andy Walker, and he seemed genuinely um, flabbergasted at how quickly Celtic took throw-ins. I'm thinking, have you ever watched <laughs> football in Scotland? It's like, how could you be by surprised by that? But they, but they seemed genuinely surprised at how quickly Celtic were were were, were getting the restarts done. I mean, listen, in terms of the timing, you know, the, the early goal and then. You know, two two relatively quick goals um, uh, before half time it was almost carbon copy, and you know it was actually the pressing. It was all, it was a game all about pressing, really. That's that's really what what did did for them uh, the, the the quick trend, the quick the quick thinking, uh, and they were very slow in that regard. And then you know the 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 um, the quality of Celtic's pressing, but really. 
if I, I didn't think we played that well. I'll, I'll be perfectly honest. I don't think we played that well. I don't think we had to get out of first gear. I thought they were appalling. They were absolutely appalling. There's something not not right there. That's not a happy camp. And if you, I don't know if you watched the game against yeah. Ajax last night, but they were gutless. They were absolutely gutless. I mean, it, that Ajax just were swanning around, just enjoying themselves at the end. It, they, could, they could have put seven past quite easily if they'd wanted to. Um, so that's two big games where there was none of the in energy and intensity that they had last year, none of the even aggression or just just basics. Even the, you know the basics just weren't there. Just not switching on at throw-ins, you know, just not picking up your men, you know, it, it just. Just, just really, really poor. So, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know what the reasons are for that. I suspect there's certainly, you know, Morelos and Ken obviously no intention of signing new contracts and probably looking at the next move. Kamara, well, I mean, one of their one of their blog their websites even wrote an article saying that Kamara chucked it. So that's not me saying that. That's that's their own fans. So clearly not a happy camp. Um, obviously, the goalkeeper has an absolute nightmare as well. First goal and, and the fourth goal, you know, directly uh, down to him. Really, uh, you know, didn't keep out a bad as shot, which is pretty central and not that hard, really. Um, wow. And obviously, the, the fourth goal. Um, so, yeah, I just, I didn't, I didn't actually, I wasn't actually impressed with us that much. I didn't think we played that well. I'm not, I'm not. It's not hubris. I'm just genuinely don't think it was yeah. a great performance from something. I don't think we needed to. To be in it, to be to be honest with you, uh, and therefore you know, we won the game without really having to dig deep in any in any sense. I think. Yeah, I um, so I got up at uh, like five thirty a.m. Uh, in order to make the, the trip to the hotel I was staying in in the suburbs downtown, and um, a long story is why I was in the suburbs, but uh, preferred to have been downtown. But um, and. Uh, I saw the, the, the team sheet when I was stuck at a red light and I checked my, my phone and I was, I couldn't believe it. Like I just, that for them, like I, I was like, I, I cannot believe that they're going with Tillman out wide and playing Davis with Lundstrom as the, the two sitting. Mid- I mean, I, I, I uh, was pretty confident at that point. I mean, it was just because I'd, I'd watch, I've watched them pretty regularly just to, to analyze them. And I mean, Tillman, when he's played out wide, has been really poor. Um, and, and uh, you know, he scored a couple of goals along the way that I think masked how bad he's been in that, that role. At least that's my analysis and opinion. Um, I think he's way more dangerous centrally um, on the ball. And, Davis and Lundstrom as a sitting too. I mean, just against the way that we play, I, I just don't understand the, the thinking on that at all. Um, other than, you know, kind of the, some of the throwback Neanderthal thinking. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I was uh, confident, but I, generally I agree with you. I mean, I, I think it was as much about how dire they were as, as opposed to that we actually played yeah. that. Well, I mean, I think we played, we played okay. We played well yeah, for stretches. Competent, and, yeah. Yeah, we were competent. Exactly. I think that's the word, competent. But there was no, like, mm. you know, truly brilliant um, a- aspects of, of what we were doing, uh, other than, the you know, catching them with their yeah. pants around their ankles. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the J- Jota's, Jota's run, O'Reilly's pass, the way that Jota 
um, you know, got himself to the ball and composed himself for the finish was was top class. But oh yeah, yeah I'm I mean, sorry, yeah, because, Jota's class, yeah, yeah, or, or that, that all, finished all, right, all, yeah. All, all because you know they fell asleep. Um, you know, a, a free kick. It was just basics, absolute basics. Um, so yeah, no, we, really, we, really, we, really strange. And we had talked about in the before the game about their vulnerability in behind like that. I'm surprised it was Jota doing it. Um, but obviously Kyogo had, you know, come off with the injury by then. But um, yeah, I mean, it, the, the fact that we nailed him on a through ball in behind is was not surprising. Um, but yeah, that finish was just, was just amazing. Um, so yeah, a, any other thoughts on setup or tactics? I mean, we did what we do. I mean, it, it, there wasn't all that much. Yeah. I, I would say if anything, it, and this actually relays to the the Madrid game a little bit. Is I thought we were maybe not quite as aggressive in the opponent's final third in either game as far as pressing. Like we were still pressed, but it wasn't as you know balls to the wall. Um, and I, I wonder how much of that was in preparation for in a sort of you know preparation for. Um, for Madrid, because I think we only had maybe 40, 45% possession against them, too. Now, again, some of that's, that's right, game yeah. state. Yeah, some of that's game it's state. Game state and, yeah. I think it's game right, state. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, it, that's why it echoes with the, the February game, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, if there are issues that they're experiencing um, from a culture perspective, that obviously would be different. But other than that, you know, and that's a material risk. I mean, I, I, that can't be ruled out, obviously. But um, other than that, I think I wouldn't extrapolate too much from that game because, again, we've talked about the fact that GVB seems to, you know, get some of these calls, kind of like a mini Lennon in that regard, where he, you know, he likes his little changes and his tweaks, and sometimes they're just absolutely horrific. And I, to me, like I said, Davis and Tillman in the roles they were, uh, I chalk that up to, to a GVB special uh and you know is there a chance he would do that again you know they were a lot more effective and coherent subsequent to that february game for the rest of the season obviously we've had they've had the change in personnel that we talked about last week losing bassy i mean he was i don't know if you saw bassy on for ajax he was terrific the other night he did uh, well yeah he didn't he didn't have uh, he a was, lot to do <laughs> no but it, he, he, was, he was even he better was, on the ball than i had seen him at rangers in particular i mean I, he was yeah. he was I was pretty impressed by him, um, yes. and you know, missing Rebos. I mean, who, who couldn't who couldn't play in that team, though? That IX team. I mean, you know, it was it made me laugh actually watching that IX team because it looked to me like watching a top class under eighteen team, and then at left back you've got one of the dads standing in, which is Danny Blind. <laughs> it just, yeah. it just it was really funny. It's like, why have you got this old guy playing? He's rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the rest of you are just fantastic, young, you know, past the ball. And Danny Blind gets it that trickles out of play. It's just like, oh God. <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah, Tadic is the other one. I, I love I've always loved watching him play just because he's so Yeah, he was uh, awful actually. His decision making and execution was terrible. Yeah. Last yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He, I just love watching him though because he takes so many risks. And he does, you he know, does. yeah, yeah. When when they, when they come off, but when he when he's not on it, when he's not on it, it's not, oh, yeah, it's it's not good. Yeah, yeah. But, it was um, so easy for them, uh, really. But yeah, I, 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 like you say, I mean, you know, Morales obviously is, is, seems to be completely unprofessional, and I think with I think with Van Bronckhurst, it's he's 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 actually 
especially you know Dutch tradition. He's he's got actually a very fixed way of how he wants to play, um, and I, I know he does alter his approach. He he wants people to follow orders, and he wants them, to, and, and and that's why players like Sakala don't play is because he Sakala just plays off the cuff, and he that's why he doesn't get a yep. game. He, he yep. freelances, and, and he does, and, and Van Bramquist doesn't like that. He wants players to to be disciplined uh, within, and and that that probably causes. Some problems uh, as well, I, I would imagine for them, but very interesting because um, if they go down the route of a new manager, things don't pick up, which which you never know. I mean, they were bereft in those last two games. I mean, really, you know, and it wasn't like an unlucky defeat or or they've had an off day. Those are two two the two big games, and they've been yep. absolutely chronic. If they do go down that road, then that's going to be very interesting because you know. Where's the money for the rebuild? You know what I mean. So that would be a very interesting if you go down that road. So Celtic just need to keep doing what they're doing. You know, we've got a great manager, a coherent squad, and we just need to keep keep the foot down, basically. Yeah, again, only because I like to try and create some balance. The the other thing, and and this was something I mentioned, I think back in July. Um, you know, on balance, the the first round of the fixture list tilted in our favor. Um, yeah, you know, so I, I think we really need, I said, going into the, the weekend that, you know, needs not the right word, but cause it's too early in the season, but it's definitely positive that we're racking up some distance in between us during this first, uh, you know, 11 games. Cause we, you know, we still have Livingston away. We got hearts away. We got to go to the Ibrox. Oh, come on. You know, we're not still worried about Livingston away, are we? Uh, on the, in the grand scheme of things, again, I I, I hope not. Um, but you know, p- particularly depending on the weather, and so it, it shouldn't <laughs> be, and I hope it won't be. But I, I I worry about that a lot more than I worry about you know Motherwell away or you know even Dundee I, I, away, I, that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, you know, I'm reasonably um, cautious and don't get too far ahead of myself. I try not to, at least. But I, I think we're getting to the stage now that. I don't think it's perfect, the squad that we've got. I think there's still, I would say, two or three improvements that could be made. Um, but I think we're getting to the stage because of this, the, the cohesion of the way we're playing and the, um, the ability of the squad to, to, to meet the demands of the manager. We're getting to the stage where we're probably as far ahead as of the other teams in Scotland as Real Madrid were ahead of us uh, the other night. Uh, and you know, we, yeah. we, we, I'm sure we, we will drop points, no doubt. But you know, I think we've got. Um, we should have great trust in the team, the manager. That because the, the, the reason I'm saying this is because the, it's, it's just the. I keep saying this every week. The consistency of the performance is there every week. Every week we rack up two, two and a half, three xg. Every week, you know, we're starting to reduce the number of chances against us. You know, the new players are bedding in. They're playing in a way that they fit the system well. It just. We're just being so consistent. Now we could get a run of injuries. We could get, you know, um, always going to get you know bad days and so forth. Of course we will, but I just I just don't see us going to even Livingston away or Hibs away, places where we traditionally drop points, and 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 worrying about it. We'll just go there and we'll just, we'll just keep churning away, doing what we do. So I'm not being complacent, and I'm not being hopefully not not coming across as being arrogant. I just it's just the way I see it. The the, the gaps in the data now in all the domestic games we play is, is pretty vast. We can we can almost cushion the odd stupid mistake and 
bit of bad luck and dodgy penalty and all that good stuff because we, we, you know we're just creating so much more than the opposition. Yeah, it, it's um, and I think I think I saw uh, the guy that runs the Rangers Report account. He had claimed he had retired, but then he put out his model after that. And I yeah. Think his model, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I think his model uh, encapsulates some of what you reference there. And and I think uh, and it's, it's early, so any kind you you know you only do it through six games, and he, he uh, rightfully points that out. But um, just intuitively, and we've talked about you know the idea of maybe scoring a record amount of goals or approaching that kind of thing. And I mean, I, I think a hundred points is um eminently achievable based off of all those factors that you were, you were talking about unless we get some yeah i mean like you said you know some ne- as i said negative variants you know crazy red cards <laughs> here and there or you know some uh even injuries don't concern me that much other than maybe maybe a long-term injury to one of the strikers i think would be more problematic to a degree but mm-hmm. um outside of that i think you know, we, we've probably got the depth now across the board that unless we had just wholesale rash of injuries of, you know, five, six, seven guys, I, domestically anyway, I think that we're we're probably immune to a degree. Yeah, that that, that um, expected points table that I think is Jason, the, the, the Rangers report produces, um, had Celtic, I think, over 100 points, and then it had the Rangers on about 77. It was a massive gulf. Um, well, and to no, put that I into think... perspective, so I, I know this just because I, you know, baseball, I've been following projection models there for a long time. Um, and I think um, they're, they're probably similar. And they almost always, just because of reversion and distributions, they, they're usually on the low side, right? So, like, you know, the likelihood Rangers are probably not going to finish with 79. You know, the, the likelihood is they'll be more than that, even if they end up not having a, a for them a relatively successful well, so the the fact that he his model has us way up over 100 i think in in a process that usually skews conservative i think is uh emblematic of how just kind of crazy the the spread and quality um is that you were you were referencing yeah now listen the nine nil game is skewed you know, shoot things yep. early, right? And, and and we set out to play the pretty much. I think if Ange had been able to play the same first eleven in every league game, he pretty much would have done. And we had to, we had to rotate a lot of the centre halves around, which has been quite interesting actually in itself. But um, I don't think we'll see that. So I think I think we'll I think we'll stop. Um, I don't you know I think we'll stop generating quite as many chances as well because only because I think it's, between now and November I think we'll see a lot of rotation. We have to. I mean, naturally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but again, you know, oh, if we go back twelve months, um, the idea of either Rogic or or Turnbull getting hurt, sending shivers down our spines. (laughs) um, You know, unfortunately, they didn't until you know a good bit later with with Turnbull. But um, yeah, I mean, it's even if you know an O'Reilly or Hatate misses a month at this point. with a pool or something, it's, you know, not cataclysmic. And also, you know, um, that quality to be able to rotate where, where Rogic and Turnbull were flogged last year. Uh, and we've got even a more compressed. So that's, this, this leads us to the weekend. So we don't know if we're going to play obviously for, for, uh, reasons. Sorry. Saying, saying in the comments that it looks like we're not. Yeah. I think that was, 
from what I was reading, that was the likelihood. So I don't know what that's going to mean for the fixture list, which was already clogged up. I mean, I would think that's going to get pushed to next year, some of these games. I mean, I there's just no room between now and the World Cup, I don't think. Because, I mean, Champions I League, that kind of well, stuff. There'll be maybe. some, uh, there'll be, uh, your, your, um, what do you call it, the um, Nations Conference League, whatever it's called, the, whatever the international, right? There'll be international in games September. In, in September as well. So uh, I'm sorry, I'm just bringing up my fixtures uh, here. But uh, yeah, I don't know that there's. I don't think there's any really. midweek open until the World Cup. Okay, yeah. That's my memory. And then you got to get the League Cup in there too. I mean, it, it's, I, I can't imagine that the, um, I don't know how they get them in until the next year. Then, let alone if they're mm-hmm. going to do two, mm-hmm. two, you know, this weekend and next weekend. I mean, I, uh, I, I read somewhere nine days or something. I was like, you know, what? No, fo- no sport for nine days. I don't know. I think I don't. I don't want to get into all this, but I, I yeah, believe agreed. somebody told me somebody told me the, the football this evening that there's the plan is that you know the funerals and, and something like ten days on day ten of whatever. So if 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 everything stops until that moment, then yeah, that's quite a big. Uh, but, but obviously, we have to play in Europe. I mean, buddy, buddy, Europe's not in mourning. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> so yeah. Right. Um, well, we'll we'll see how how it plays out. Um, well, we're, we've come up to close to our hour. So, um, any any final thoughts? So, I mean, we're kind of outside of getting ready for Shakhtar, I guess, because the game on the weekends a no go. It looks like, unless somebody's lying to us in the comments, um, since we've been offline here. But um, so, yeah, any any thoughts heading into Shakhtar then? No, I think definitely take heart from the Madrid game in terms of you know the the efficacy of our style and our play I, th- I think the gap to the likes of madrid is just an absolute chasm now you know the you, you know the celtic are the most coherent that i can remember since probably you know, you'd have to go back to probably martin o'neill's team really in terms of having 11 players with a you know playing to playing in a very in a very um you know Sensible way in terms of using the skills and the resources, you know, and and you know, and we we would beat, would sometimes beat, often actually beat big European clubs at, at Celtic Park. I just think now the the gap um, is just an absolutely enormous to clubs like Madrid. Um, you know, we could have got lucky, not lucky, but we could have we could have scored first if smuts, buts, and maybes, um, but we'd still have run out of juice eventually, I think. And I'm sure they would have up, if they decided to up their pace. I think they had a few more gears. To go to, so I'm, I'm not I'm not going to, you know, disappointed by our performance, but there's certainly things to ponder there. Uh, just really excited about the next game because I just would love to see us being able to play a team where we're going to have a bit more of the ball, and and they don't have anywhere near the class of a Modric or a Cruz in their team, and you know we can really see Andrew Ball uh, for in all its glory on that stage. I think it'll, I think it'll be pretty exciting actually. Yeah, I can't wait. I. I... The, the next uh i guess it's four because we we the last game is uh my buddy here it's it's dinner time for him so this is why my co-host <laughs> here is uh, all up in my grill um so yeah it, 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 it's um i think madrid's the last of the six games i think right so we go shakhtar yes. leipzig leipzig shakhtar right yeah so this run of four games and outside of the uh the inter- international break at the end of the month i mean it they're going to come uh, come fast here, so yeah, I'm I'm really excited. I I, I think it's going it's to a be good, it's, a great. It's a good test. schedule, actually. Yeah, I think it's a good schedule because 
Well, so we're playing those four games. The other one, the other two are having to play Madrid, right? And, um, you know, also you'd like to think that, that Madrid will win, they'll probably win five out of five. And then when it gets to the last game, you know, they'll probably not, you know, you probably won't see Modric maybe or Cruz and they'll, they'll have some great players out there, but we, we, we'd have a we'd have a fighting chance maybe against, against not, not their B team, but certainly maybe their, uh, you know, not, not their first string player sort of thing. So, yeah, that, listen, uh, so I think the fixtures worked out quite well. On that. The only the only disappointment, as I say, was Leipzig getting rid of their manager. That that's kind of put a damper on it for me. But other than that, yeah, looking forward to it. All right. Well, uh, hope everyone hangs in there with their grief this weekend, and uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll be back next week. Hopefully, end. Uh, I, when, when is he getting back to Ireland? I mean, th- this has been ridiculous. What are we on? Four months now? Oh, just, Five months? Uh, yeah, I don't know. He's got to run out of money at some point. You'd think. <laughs> It's obnoxious. I, 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 t- I told him I'm not, I'm not reading your your advertisement to supplement your lifestyle here. So, uh, you know, we, we just had to go without the ad today. Uh, I just couldn't do it. But um, yeah, so hopefully he'll be back. I don't know from a location what where he'll be next next week, but hopefully he'll be back to host and do a much better job than I. And um, yeah, so have a good weekend, and we'll uh, we'll talk after the Shakhtar game next week. Take care. Take care. See you, Alan. 